All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and along with me is Craig, as always. And we're going to kind of be jumping into things here. Uh, I know it's a little bit longer of a wait for the episode this week. Uh, got It got pushed back, but in all retrospect it was probably best because here we are the night of the early signing period so we get to have a conversation about that here today but before we talk about the football uh the good old football stuff we get to always bring to you guys some in intellect yeah get that intellect on let's go yes and I always have different uh, different areas that I can go. Wasn't sure exactly where to go. I, I know this might not exactly be, uh, you know, too. Uh, I don't want to say appropriate, but too too applicable right now because it is so warm and it is not snowing out, even though we are days away from Christmas. Mm, right, but. I do have something here for you. So did you know that the largest snowflake ever recorded reportedly measured 15 inches across? Wow. How would they find that? I am not sure. And that is, this is another one of those where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to dig into this deeper. But I like this list, these couple places that I go to find this information, kind of like that Rome one where... Yeah, uh, I did some extra research on, but I will have to look this up and see what else I can dig up and see if there are multiple records of the same size or maybe if we have a controversy. But we'll see. Right. Again, this, this is a show about Michigan football, so we're not going to exactly spend a ton of time, but it has my curiosity. Well, yeah, you'd have to have somebody testing it, but if you say... 15 inches then you gotta say if you had people out there like these scientists doing these studies you know and obviously they're laying something out waiting for one of those snowflakes to fall then there's got to be one bigger than that that they don't know about yeah so that must be one they've they've only captured on their own there's probably one that's probably as big as a house that's fallen yeah, I'm trying. Uh, the The story behind this one is from Guinness World Records, from a ranch owner in Montana. Okay. And it says that it was in 1887. Hmm. Okay. So. Wow, been a while. Yeah. So we'll see. I I will try to dig up more re research on this and get back to you with more information on this. Breaking news from 1887. Um, yeah. But now it's got my curiosity. Uh, it's kind of piqued my curiosity even more. We'll see. We'll see if we find more information. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty amazing. Can you imagine a 15-inch snowflake falling on you? Yeah. I wonder how much it weighed. I mean, <laughs> of course, it, I mean, chances are it probably melted away right away or... 
nailed I mean, your how, how do you windshield? Mean? Well, like hit your windshield? Was it like throw you off or something? I don't know. I'd freak out. Like you probably couldn't really weigh it because it probably melt right away. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, if it was outside, I don't know. We're thinking about it too, too much. Might think about this, man. A little bit more later on after we're done recording. It's like the holiday season. I shouldn't have to think very hard. Right. Right. Um, no, but that's one of those little nuggets that you're. it's in your head and you just kind of think about and go, 15 inches? Dang. Oh. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. bigger than a that's standard dinner plate. plate. Yeah, that might be. As big as those snowflakes I used to cut out when I was a kid. Remember that? Yeah. Well, oh, your standard piece of paper, your standard piece of paper is what uh, eight and a half by eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know the like tabloid. It's eleven by seventeen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about a whole tabloid. Imagine that. Here we are talking about paper sizes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or origami going. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Well. There's your little did you know, and uh, as per, what, how did they say it? Reportedly. So reportedly, there's the record for you if, you're, if you ever need to know it. So, But uh, right. more importantly, there are reports of today because of early signing period, which we absolutely have to talk about. So we will go ahead and start bringing that up here. Yeah. But I think before we kind of go into that, I actually have to come forward and make a an apology. Don't do it. I, I have to. Don't do it. I have to apologize to uh, to everyone, to Michigan Nation. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not that big of an apology. But I do need to apologize to one of our longtime listeners, to uh, one of our most frequent, if not our most frequent, probably our most frequent caller, Steve, yeah, because apparently our voicemail Google system did fail to notify me of his two most recent voicemails. So we are going to go through and listen to those here at the beginning. We're going to chat about them and everything before we get into the early signing period information, because this is pre early sign early signing period. Um, but yeah, usually I get a nice notification from Google on my phone. Hey, guess what? You've got a Google voicemail. I did not receive such information for these two. So apparently now I have to stay more on top of it or figure out why the notifications are gone. So that is what it is. Well, um, well this is why we only have, what, three people that follow us. There's <laughs> stuff like this, Caleb. It, it's it's all it all lands on me. It's all my fault. <laughs> right. But this is um. This is because our production people are failing at their job. Yeah. To all the production people. So I'm going to fire them. No, nay, they have already been fired. That that is how upset I'm about this situation. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows that we have a production crew. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to make it even more entertaining. Yeah. Since we um, <laughs> since we started recording, we have another voicemail from Steve. Right. So now, right. We, now, we, now we have three. Okay. 
All, All right. right. Okay. So, Steve, we're going to go through this, and it'll actually probably peak off. Uh, so, we'll probably take a second to address each one in between. Um, but it'll probably work out perfectly because I'm assuming the third one is going to be talking about today in the early signing period. So, all right, let's roll with it and let's go uh, because Caleb is an idiot and he forgot about these. So here is the first voicemail then. Yo, man, Stephen Brown, listen. I'm not watching the Big Ten championship game where it's the Big Ten West champion. Northwestern Wildcats against the Big Ten East co-champion Ohio State Buckeyes, but um, it's a close game. I know it's been some days. It's been seven days, actually, a little bit over seven. Most people have had time to calm down. I I have not. Um, I did talk to one of the players' moms, though, in, 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 in private a little bit. And you know, believe it or not, you know, some so she she was she was not critical of Coach Harbaugh, but she was hopeful that some changes would be made. Like we're not the only ones who think who think changes should 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 um take place. Uh, I think some of the players do too, and the hope is that Coach Harbaugh finally listens and gets gets that pride and ego out the way because. As long as he has that, then Michigan's going to be a ten and two, nine and three, eight, fourteen. As long as he, if he keeps calling those plays from nineteen ninety six Madden, uh, Michigan's not going to get anywhere. So hopefully things change. That's not why I called though. Solely, you know, Northwestern. Northwestern has a lot of two and three star guys, man. Now, if you listen to the Michigan podcast episode. Mr. Bees, Steve Bees made an interesting point. You can't have it both ways. You can't say trust the staff when it comes to recruiting all of the three stars and then, on the other hand, say we need a bunch of four and five stars. You can't do that. It's either or. But Northwestern seems to be sticking with Ohio State with a lot of two and three stars. Northwestern's not getting I mean, they have to compete with Illinois in that state, just them, and even Northern Illinois for a lot of recruits. So, so I don't understand how they're doing a better job of exploiting some weaknesses of Ohio State than Michigan could. I don't understand that. They don't have the coaches Michigan has. They don't have the players Michigan has. They don't have the facilities Michigan has. Yet and still, they're sticking with Ohio State. Like, how is that possible? Now people understand. If you're a fan, you understand the frustration. Like, you know, fans need to stop being cool with 10-2, and two, just a Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. The sooner we start expecting them to do better, the better. They'll play, hopefully. But as fans, man, we got to stop being cool with 10 wins. 10 wins is nice when you're Vanderbilt or North Carolina State. When you're Michigan, 10 wins in 10 weeks should be expected. Like, I don't understand some of the fans. But, you know, maybe I'm just ranting, I digress. But Northwestern's playing a pretty tough. Nope. Looks like he got off. Got cut off right before he was ending. Um, interesting to bring that up because uh, I, my, we talked a little bit about it, but I don't think we really touched on it a whole lot after uh, the Big Ten title game and everything. Right. But it just kind of... It, there's only so much you can say from watching the game, but you kind of sensed it was just like 
Ohio State knew they were playing Northwestern and knew they were going to win. And right. they were definitely not playing at the same level they were the week before. Not necessarily saying that that as an excuse, but just saying it for what it is. No. Like, part of the reason why it comes across that it turned out that way was Northwestern was playing their butts off. Ohio State wasn't. And the week before, Ohio State was when Michigan wasn't playing their butts off. Mm-hmm. So, right. and again, like that's not excuses. That's not acceptable and things like that. And the other thing that I want to mention from what uh, Steve said, uh, again, thanks for the call. Sorry about the delay in playing it. Um, the, the expectation of 10 win seasons and everything. I get it. And yet I still, and I may have brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. I get it by still, can't necessarily say I'm on the exact same page because like I mentioned before, Michigan needs to win the bowl game to do the 11 win season because it needs to show progress. Important. Yeah. yeah because we, we mentioned, you know, in the first three years, there were already two 10 win seasons and everything. And they're always talking about progress and, you know, progress sometimes takes time, however you want to cut it. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm personally okay with it and understand with it. Do I like it? No, but I understand that some things, am I okay with what happened with Ohio State? No, but that being able to see an improvement and move forward, I think is good in itself. And so if Michigan can get that 11th win and, uh, you know, finish off with a win instead of a loss for the first time in three years, I think that would be a decent statement. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are all great points, man, you made. And I agree with the Northwestern Ohio State game is, you know, it, it, I look at it as <clears throat> Ohio State's always going to, I look at it as Ohio State's always going to walk into a game playing Michigan and give and want to beat us down. Like not only beat us, but beat us badly and embarrass us. And they did. And they did exactly that. And there were times where I think you could say that Michigan waltz, waltzes into games like against Ohio State. That game, believe in the hype. You know, you had the uh, revenge tour. You had things like that. And a lot of times they, it is at certain times feels like that they waltz in there saying, hey, we got the best defense in the country. We're at uh, number five, number four, actually, at that time. And and they thought that they were going to come in and give uh, Ohio State all they could, and actually it was reversed. And in fact, it never happened. So I, that's where I say the expectations for both teams were different. And it seems like Ohio State always plays their A game against Michigan, and then Ohio State always struggles with teams that don't have a lot to lose, man. When you walk in there, if Michigan walked into Ohio State with nothing to lose, I think they would have played them much better, but they had everything to lose. And I think Ohio State and and really what they did was say, I want to snatch not only the Big Ten away from you title, but I'm also going to snatch the college playoff uh, chance (laughs) away from you. And they did. So to me, you know, I get what Stephen's saying. And and to me, do I look at 10 and 2 as progress? I do from last year. But I also look at it as a failure, if you want to say it like that, because 
every year you want to walk in walk into a season saying our goal and Jim Harbaugh even said it even he, I'm sure he even says it was a failure because of the very fact is your goal is to walk in and go what's the first goal what's the first step is to get the Big Ten title and we didn't achieve it and to me it's kind of a, a give and take here if you're going to say cool to ten and two then it better be a lost to somebody, I don't know, somebody like can't be against Ohio State because everything goes through Ohio State. That's why I'm like, you got to have an 11 win going because if you do, then that means you probably beat Ohio State. Everything's going to flow through them. And to me, I think you're right when you're saying Ohio State seems to every year is going to be the biggest game for Michigan. I agree. At this point, I thought Michigan State was going to be the biggest game. You know, in a way, I was probably wrong in that. <laughs> point but it was a rival we beat them beat them handedly and now it's going to be ohio state next year where you have to beat them because the all the whole big 10 road title is going to go through ohio state and you got to do it and to me if you don't beat them you, you that's you know everything else is just kind of like oh whatever it's a bowl game but i get what you're saying the bowl this bowl game is so important to michigan uh, i can't even emphasize how big it is and you and i'll talk about that soon so yeah, and I'll just say one more thing here before we play the next voicemail then is that I agree with you where it does seem like I don't know what is with Michigan, but Ohio State always, as you've said uh, about Ohio State and Michigan State, they always come in and play their best game. And they for do. whatever reason, Michigan doesn't. The only times that I can think in recent history that Ohio State hasn't played their best game, obviously 2011 when Michigan beat them, that was just uh, overall even a bad year for them. But I kind of feel like 2013 uh when it was the game that they tried winning on a two-point conversion that kind of seemed like a year that ohio state was just like i mean michigan sucked so it's that seemed like a time that they just walked in expecting that they were going to win and a little bit kind of like two last year where we were on that michigan was on their third string quarterback yeah they just kind of were uh thinking we know we know we can go in there and win and yeah. they still did, but Michigan, you know, I, it was it was a close game up until you know later in the fourth. So, but we'll keep yeah. things moving along because uh, we've got two more voicemails, and then we want to talk about early signing period. So here's the next voicemail. Then, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Stephen Brown. Uh, you know, I just get right to it. Daxton Hill, that came out of nowhere, literally. And it's not that Michigan <clears throat> lost Daxton Hill, it's they lost him to Alabama. And then Alabama turns around and gets Jeffrey Carter from Texas A&M. They're going to get Nolan Smith from Georgia, the number one player in the country. They're going to get Trey Sanders, the number one running back. They're going to get Evan Neal, a top three offensive tackle in high school. Football. They're going to get Clay Webb, who's said to be one of the best center prospects in the last 10 to 15 years. I don't know who else they're getting. I, you know, I, I did want to trust the staff, I, and and I was leaning that way. I really was losing Eric Gray. That was that hurt, but Zach Charbonnet, you know, kind of softened the blow. Losing Dax, though. It's not just losing Dax. It's looking at the safeties like Jalen Kelly Powell, 
Jay Merrick Woods and, and one of the Green Twins. I, I know one of them can play safety. <laughs> I, you know, I I just don't get how how Michigan is gonna succeed, man. With with you know some of, some of these recruits and the 2018 class. No diss to these kids. I'm just gonna keep it real. All those three stars that ain't cutting it. I didn't want to be a stargazer, man, but. This is why Bama keeps getting there every year. I don't know how they're doing it um, consistently. I'm not going to say they're paying everybody. Maybe some of those kids are getting paid, but man, Michigan, Michigan has to do something different, y'all. Like, you know, <laughs> recruiting just, those efforts have to be ramped up. I'm ramped up. I'm sorry. Like, you hire younger coaches. They need to. They need to. They need to do do better, man. Because you know. They got it. Ten and two is not going. It's not going to do it. All you Michigan fans happy with ten wins and two losses, or nine wins and three losses, you're part of the problem, whether you know it or not. I'm, I'm tired of, on the one hand, hearing "Don't talk about the past" when it comes to Michigan State fans, but when it comes to Michigan losing Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez, that's the past. We can't have it both ways, man. Like something has to change. This is not going to cut it. I mean. The, much respect. I hope the kid does well, but the coaching staff is going to have to do do better. And it's time out for losing the Ohio State, man. Go Blue. All right. Well, that's definitely going to be a little different, I think, in his most recent voicemail, <laughs> considering yeah. things have changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he does bring up uh, several different things there with different recruits. And um, I don't – uh, I don't know necessarily going to his comment about stargazing. I get what he's getting at, but at the same time too, I mean, uh, it's also just about production. Cause like, I mean, you could have a great slew of players, but if they're not producing, it can be a concern and everything. So I think that's more of what he was getting at regardless of necessarily what they're ranked or not. Right. You know, if the coaching staff gets somebody in there that can produce and everything. And there were some, there were some areas that of course, you know, at the end of one year, looking to the next that people will have concerns with. Um, and I know that we just talked about this. Um, I think I understand what he's getting at, but one more thing that I'll mention about uh, the issue with like 10 win seasons and everything is like, I get it. But then again, at the same time, it's just like, it's been, we're just finishing year four. So right. the past, like being and talking about, you know, four years ago, coming off of what it was and everything. I mean, cause that's not, I know some people are calling it for what it is. Some people are calling it for an excuse of what happened for. I mean, let's face it, it is what it was. And you know, there's rebuilding. It takes, it does take time to rebuild unless you're just going to like, I don't know, go by means that aren't ethical and things like that. You, It's not going to be an overnight success, but I don't know. I think I'm just repeating myself from before, but uh, Craig, your thoughts on uh, the second voicemail. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously talk about signing day today and how things are <laughs> drastically changed what, from what Steven just said there. But yeah, I mean, I kind of walked into the same thing feeling you know, recruiting is a big, it's a big part of it. In fact, recruiting has almost become, uh, in a way, 
a way of of out doing you know out playing and out <laughs> coaching and out uh doing the other team and out and winning you know beating your rivals that even and it's not even at playing the game and coaching up it's even recruiting recruiting has become much different from what i'm used to and so yeah that's what you got i mean so and i think we'll probably kind of leave it at that because i'm sure that he's going to have some new things to say in his most recent voicemail um so i think that might be better to have a reaction to uh, especially with early the early signing period but also what uh the thoughts and information about dax hill so here's the next one then stephen brown Fellas, fellas, uh, early signing period today. <clears throat> Man, it was it was it was pretty tense, pretty hectic. Uh, started out with Dax reaffirming his pledge to <clears throat> the Michigan Wolverines leaving Alabama. Well, they never really had him. I guess they thought they had him. Um, it was a good day. It was a good day for Michigan. Some of those recruits. Um, uh, came in and, you know, of course, two didn't sign. <clears throat> Do I expect them to sign? I don't know. I've heard, you know, Quentin Johnson may not. He may look around, um, stick around with Maryland because that's closer to his home, but I don't know. But it was a good day for Michigan. <clears throat> it finished as the top-rated Big Ten school for the first time since 2007, which says a lot about the recruiting effort of this staff and I, I I won't lie, I doubt them sometimes, but they 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 don't seem to want to pull another two thousand eighteen type of class. You know, they those guys were some they have some good players in there. We don't know what their potential is, but all in all it was a good day. Um top seven right now. Just interesting man, you know, um you know, I, I think this I think they're finally getting it together. There's still some things that need to be done differently, but they're finally, you know, getting it together, learning some things. I hate that, you know, that some of the well, the captains are sitting out of the bowl game, well, a couple of the captains, but it is what it is, man. It's, it's just it's, – it's high time that Michigan, you know, they, they get some new blood in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do some things differently. Um, you know, I, I looked at Ohio State's recruiting class. They took some hits. Well, so we'll see what Ryan Day is about. They got Jack Harrison, so that's good for them. Uh, Purdue and Nebraska actually did did okay. Uh, Michigan State, I mean, man, I, you know, I mean, anytime you lose a, a, a recruit to Rutgers, man, like, I know pride comes before the fall, but, I mean, where, where are you falling off a cliff? Like, good grief, man. Like, anyway, you know, Michigan did that thing. Michigan did that thing. So, big up to them. Hopefully the bowl game propels them to a, a good season next year. We'll see. But but as far as Michigan State, man, like, I mean, Rutgers. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let the time go out on this one. Rutgers, like, like, Rutgers. Rutgers, man. <laughs> Hello, it's almost over. Like practice. <laughs> practice? We're talking about practice. We're talking about Rutgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. So uh, thank you, Steve, for the voicemail. Sorry. Um, or uh, 
Wow. Um, I'm sorry. I realize that I've been saying Steve. And that means Steven. Wow. That's where I am right now with my mind because I'm forgetting voicemails and calling Steven Steve. Gosh, sorry about that. Two apologies for you, Steven. I'm off my game. Just to put in perspective, work has sucked recently and I've been working like crazy overtime and it's the busiest time of the year. And so I just got done today. So my mind is a million places. And anyways, I'm not even caught up on the early signing period stuff. So thank you, Steven, for the voicemails. Apologies that we had to play all of them here at one time, but it is what it is. Um, yes, the Dax Hill information, as I'm sure that a lot of people know, uh, changed back to Michigan. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about how he was quite convinced that Harbaugh was indeed leaving, and that's where that whole uh, is he going to Alabama? Is he not going to Michigan? Whole kind of thing came from. Um, so, and then he also brought up the thing about some of the players sitting out of the bowl game. Uh, some obvious or not surprised ones with Rashawn Gary and uh, Bush sitting out, but then there are some additional ones. I don't know, Craig, if you have that on you. Like I said, I have not been able to keep track of things up at this point uh, as well as I was hoping to. Do you have that information on you? or? Well, there's a few we may, may not know about to last minute. We don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, and Bush, I, I get it. I mean, yeah, you almost in a way you need your captains there because of the very fact that you mentioned how when you think this bowl game is very important, so you just got to step up. Um, but yeah, it's a tough one. You know, obviously we probably could do a whole show based on recruits uh, transferring or, and then like Aubrey Solomon, you know, we didn't even touch on that and how he transferred away, you know, probably being one of that could be one of those players that could come in at that uh, tackle position, defense position, and then him transferring, which was kind of shocking to me. But, um, but like, like you said, and then you have, there's so many issues that people are either fighting about and I'm kind of like on the fence on some things and I just, I can't find myself riding one side or the other because I'm kind of stuck in the middle where I'm like, yeah, I want to see the captains play. This is a bowl game. This is important. you got to win. You know, you and I were emphasizing that. And then you talk about, you know, Bush, who's going to be one of the best line linebackers in the country and he's going to go high in the draft and, you know, and, <laughs> this is what their career is about, man. They they worked when they could at Michigan, you know, two to three years, and now they're like, look, this is where I worked for to get to the NFL, and that's what they're doing. And it, do I blame them? Heck no. Would I do it? I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it, it, it's you're, you're torn between wanting somebody to play because, you know, you want that allegiance to Michigan, you know, and that loyal and you want them to win and it's important. And, but then again, you want them to go achieve their dreams and their dreams is to get to the NFL and do well and make, you know, make money and, and, and provide for their families. And you want that too. So yeah, I get both. I get both arguments. So that's why I'm always struggling with that. So. Yeah. And, I think things would be different too, depending on circumstances. Cause obviously if we're talking about a playoff game, I'm sure it'd probably be different. Um, 
yeah. not guaranteeing it, but pretty sure it'd be different. Heck, even if it was the Rose Bowl, it'd probably be different. Um, well, because... even said, if you expand that playoff thing, like they're kind of talking about, I, I think you'd see a lot more players want to play, you know, than go to a bowl game. It, is it meaningless? Well, in in some instances, yeah, does it make money for both teams? Of course it does. It makes money, revenue, brings in a lot of money. But then it also, you know, shows that you went on, you left the season on a high note. And does it help with recruiting, getting players? Of course it does. So that also helps. So I see positives to it. And then I also see times where you're like, so you, so you won the Peach Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it things are a lot different as we said uh than in the past so uh like i said it'd probably be different in different circumstances that's all hypothetical no guarantee um but then kind of going off again too of some of the things that steven said but think items that we definitely want to talk about for this one is the early signing period and him mentioning that uh, Michigan had the best class for the Big Ten from the early signing period, um, the number one class for the Big Ten. Um, yeah, wow, that's big. That, yeah, that's that's big, especially how he uh, he was mentioning since uh, 2007. That was kind of <laughs> like wow. the beginning of the end. Well, not the beginning of the end, but you know, ev- everybody kind of knows what was going on around that time. So Yeah, 11 years ago, wow. Yeah, so um, it's the Daxton Hill thing was a huge up and down. Uh, Michigan has 25 signed letters of intent. And what is it? I think it's nine, I think, that are enrolling early. Um, Right. Nine out of those 25. So... And uh, that that always helps with development of players. And, I mean, it used to be one of those things where the enrolling early would kind of help, you know, guarantee players would stick with the team and everything. But now with the early signing period, that kind of changes that whole thing because the letters are signs, the, the yeah. deed is done. So the class is indeed looking very well. I know that we'll probably have more to talk about this, especially when the – official national signing day event or time period happens and everything. We'll probably dive more into it then, but Craig, you are more on top of this. I'll say this here real quick too, is Mm -hmm. like, I don't start diving in and getting hyped and everything with recruits until starting about this period, because the Dax Hill thing is a perfect example. Right. I think if something's going to happen and then it doesn't have, and then it's not going to happen, then it does happen. And I'm just kind of like, Recruiting's not my forte, so I'm going to wait until the dust settles, until some things are locked in, and then we'll move on from there, and I'll be able to learn more about these players and get a better understanding because, but yeah, like I said, recruiting's not my forte. Craig, you've been more involved with this through the years, but I know for a fact that you are more up-to-date than I am, and so your thoughts from today and uh, anything you have to add. 
Well, I mean, like you said, it's recruiting's drama. It really is. Like I even said before in our first comments in the beginning of the show, talking about recruiting's become this as big as the season goes in in playing football. It seems to be recruiting's the the game now and the season and how well you did during the season and recruiting. And and if you can win then can you get in the top four (laughs) in the playoff? You know, and in playoff what? We're talking about playoff of recruiting in top five and Michigan was able to do that, which is very big for Michigan to actually beat out Ohio State who always wins out in this early signing period and they do a great job of getting five-star four-star players and right now you saw a lot today today you saw a lot of players and i saw a scroll of all the players that seem to flip from one school to another and that's what you're seeing and you're seeing a lot of transferring you're seeing a lot of back and forth that is the landscape you're going to see from now on i think from college football i think a lot of Michigan fans are going to have to just going to have to be patient with it. You're going to have to understand it. And do I like it? Not really. I mean, it, it, it plays with your mind. That's why if you jump on the bandwagon on you know, social media and get all upset and here and here, and then it comes back around to where it helps you, it comes back to bite you. So I'm kind of like you where you kind of wait for the dust to settle. I'm like, I'm kind of like that too. I don't really don't say too much, but I'll have my input here and there. But you get somebody like Dax Hill, big. It, it was huge because, you know, you you heard rumblings out there and a lot of rumors that ended up mostly true, talking about the game. The game is being played by other coaches, and the game is to get a recruit to believe what you're buying into. And then you had Saban saying, look, Jim Harbaugh, I'm hearing from sources. I'm sure he said the same thing. A lot of people out there saying, look, Harbaugh is probably going to the NFL. And you got Coach Brown interviewing for the Temple job. And so you know, he's not, they're both not going to be there. And so Dax Hill's like, wow, okay. That's kind of stinks. I went there to, to play for them. So I'm going to go to Alabama, my second choice. And then you get Harbaugh saying, that's not even true. And then you had Coach Brown going, no, I'm staying. And then Dax flips back over to Michigan. And that's, What's happening? And so, you know, is it deceitful and sly and shady? Of course it is. That's That still seems to be the landscape of college football recruiting with coaches and stuff. Um, but, yeah, great day for Michigan. Really pulled out some really good guys. I mean, we got, we're talking about 10 signees that today they're really going to be participating in all-star games, which is amazing. So, and I think five of them are in the Under Armour American – uh, game. Four of them are going to be in that U.S. Army All-Star game, uh, All-American game. So that's going to be huge. So we got a lot of great players. The one thing I took away from the Big Ten in recruiting and watching Michigan recruit was the fact is every position that Michigan needed to hit, Michigan got. I mean, we got everything from defensive line, offensive line were all covered. Uh, tight ends we got four receivers i think i think we got four or five four um but uh running backs we got charbonnet who's just get, looks like he's going to be wonderful for michigan uh and when we're, we're losing higdon but um but yeah i mean every position with michigan was covered and michigan <laughs> i have to give the coaches credit man they worked hard they really did well and they reeled in some of those big names and um yeah 
really excited for a lot of these guys. But uh, getting Dax Hill at that position, safety position, was huge because that's a part where, you know, you got Canal, he's leaving. Uh, Metellus, I think, is going to come back. But the problem with, remember, what has been Michigan's bugaboo for a long, to- long time on defense, and that is that safety position. We're always that the, uh, open field. I'm not talking about the long or hill on the corners. I'm talking about that safety position. And Dax Hill is just he hits hard. He's a monster. He's always where the ball is. He's fast, and that's exactly where uh, we needed. And he's going to be great. So. Yeah. No, it's a lot of good things to see from there. Um, one thing I, I know I'm kind of like backtracking here a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, just from what you've said and different things that everybody sees uh, with recruiting and things like that this time of year, just like I don't, I understand that's been a little bit of a learning curve, especially since Harbaugh has been there because Harbaugh definitely, you know, revamped uh, recruiting and everything like that. And so you see some of these prolific recruits come in and look like they're going to be coming to Michigan or, you know, maybe verbally commit or different things like that. But it's also just the state of recruiting as a whole, like you said, where it's a completely different game. Like it's a game within a game. It is. Um, But I don't understand why it's hard for people to grasp. Like I understand, you know, the highs and lows and getting sucked into and everything, but also it's just kind of like, don't count your eggs before they hatch. I know that's really old school and heck that's old school for me, but it's a very simple concept. It's just kind of like, wait until the letter's signed. I mean, that, that essentially is where we are today. So, uh, and that's where we see because of actually today, today here on Wednesday is that we see these recruits now with these letters that have been signed. Mm -hmm. And so we know what is going on. So yeah. who's to say if something happens in the first year and they just wind up being like, forget this, I'm out of here, I'm going to transfer. I mean, who knows? Something like that could still happen too. But now they're actually, they're, John Hancock is on the line. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know, That that's just how I take it sometimes. Like I said, I can understand you get getting sucked into it um, mm-hmm. and all that, but just wait until now and this is where we are and people are pleasantly surprised, especially with Dax Hill people uh, like even Steven mentioned, you know, that's, it was a good day for Michigan. Things are looking up uh, and we're hoping that there is still more positive progress for Michigan recruiting and uh, production on the field and things like that as we're moving forward. So, yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, you and I were, you know, I, I don't, really uh tweet out or anything like on social media talking about recruits very very often i i talk in generalities but i don't talk about players directly or things like that on where they're gonna go because i don't know either you know (laughs) you know because of you know sources (laughs) seems to be the wrong word there's only there's very few people i can put my hand that i can say that i trust their judgment and when they don't know, or even they, I they've been right. Their their reputation's on the line, big time, and they've built up a huge Michigan fan base reputation. And if they're wrong, it 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 takes them down pretty quickly. 
And then you're seeing a lot of these people saying they know, they have sources, they know, they know, but they don't. Um, no one's, like you said, no one's really for sure. And it's, I'm like, unless you're Dax Hill or Dax Hill's parents and their close relatives, that's about it. <laughs> so you, like you said, this is, this is the landscape of college football. You're going to have recruits transferring. Look, we now have got the rule out there that a, a college kid can now transfer. You're putting the power back into the player, right? Not in the coaches. Now it's the power is now into on the player where they can transfer out and it's okay. And they can play right away and things like that. So you got a lot of kids, they're not obligated to stay at a college. So that's why I saw Aubrey Solomon take off. Uh, you're going to see that. But yet people are really pissed off saying, hey, Aubrey left. I'm mad. Why did he do that? You know, he's next in line. He could be huge for us. He's a, he's a former five-star. Of course he was. And I thought, yeah, he could be really good. But then again, I went, well, here you had somebody else, you know, like, Shea Patterson transfers to Michigan. It worked out, didn't it? Of course it did. It, it, to me, I look at it as you're going to get that. You're going to get guys who are going to transfer, and you're going to go, dang, that sucks. We needed him. And then you're going to get guys going to transfer to Michigan, and you're going to go, well, it worked for, out for us. This is great. I'm like, well, that's ebb and flow. That's the way it's going to be. You're going to get the good with the bad, and that's the way the landscape of college football is. And same with recruiting, man, where it's just – you're going to get those guys you want. Then you're going to get flips that go your way. You're going to get flips that don't go your way. And that that's why recruiting's full of drama, man. It really is. And I think even the players will even say that. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. No, I agree. So, But, yeah, I mean, great day. You have, like I was just saying, I mean, it, it, we're talking the offensive linemen we got. We got six offensive linemen. It's huge. We were just talking about how Michigan needs that. And, you know, I got a feeling some of these guys, you know, might fit in. They might transfer. They might leave. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big group, but um, that happens, you know, obviously every time. But you got, you know, Mozzie Smith who might come in with Aubrey leaving. You got so many guys here. Yeah. You know, uh, the guys I feel like that can contribute right away because they've signed early at Charbonnet. I think he will. Uh, running back, I know you can use Evans out there, but I don't think Evans is a, uh all-purpose back like Higdon was. So I think he'll probably contribute really well for us or and True Wilson too. But, uh, yeah, you look at this. This is just up and down. Really well done. You got six offensive linemen. We got five receivers, which is great. So I think there's going to be a lot of changes there when the season goes on next year. But then we got six out of Ohio, and then we got five out of Georgia. That's huge. <laughs> so you go into Ohio and you nab six guys out of there, and you go into Georgia and nab five. That's big. That's saying recruiting's doing really well for Michigan. So um, pretty proud of what they did. So. Yep. It's, it's more progress and everything. And so I'm happy with it. A lot of people are happy with it. I'll be getting into more depth information with these recruits as time goes on. Like I said, we'll probably get um, more stuff for the national signing day and stuff after the season's complete and do, I don't know, more of a highlight or more in depth stuff. I'm not, going to attempt to read through this list um, because as everyone should well 
uh, already be well aware of is that I butcher names and just glancing at this list, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I know I'm going to be terrible with this. So I need to get more read up and more up to, uh, up well, to date with things, everything. Yeah. And one of the things you need to look at this is, is, and I'm not sure if you have a chance, you know, some of our listeners want to take a chance. Good. Go look at uh, the list. You know, it's quite long. Yeah, like Caleb said, some of the names are tough to say, and hope we'll say it right as the season goes on. But uh, the speed, the speed in this, uh, what I, I you can tell, I to me, this is the first baby step I see into. I think Harbaugh understands what it's needed to be a good offensive unit, and and to build off that. I don't know if, what kind of coach he's going to get or what he's going to do on that side. You know, he could get a coordinator. A lot of Michigan fans and a lot of people are saying, hey, we need offensive coordinator, which I agree with. Um, <clears throat> but look at the – look at all the guys that Jim Harbaugh has addressed from this recruiting cycle and this today – speed he has so much speed on this team and you can tell he knows that speed kills and it's you can't really train that and i think he addressed it and i think right now you're seeing the birth of maybe something different coming up in the next season of more speed with this team and uh i like where it's going so yeah only time will tell yeah time will tell and see if he can utilize it so yeah um, anything kind of here before we sign off or yeah, just good day. Michigan fans should be very, very, uh, happy about today. You know, I know usually around this time, there's a lot of back and forth and fighting going on within Michigan Twitter and man, it is bad, but, um, we did well. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, bowl games, not too far away. So we'll be getting ready for that. So. Um, next episode, probably after Christmas. I don't know. I'm like I said, I've been so consumed with work. I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know when Christmas is. Yeah. Christmas is on Tuesday. That's stupid. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. So, um, okay. Yeah. Probably will. I don't know when we'll record, but I would imagine the earliest that we'll drop an episode is probably going to be like the 26th. Right. Right. So, so Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas specifically for Steven. I apologize for the voicemails. I apologize for calling you Steve. I apologize to everyone for this episode actually on my part, because I feel like I, my brain is mush. You got that holiday music? Anything like? Uh, no, but I can try to find someone here, uh, some here before we sign off. So, um, yeah, it has, uh, it is totally snuck up on me, the yeah. fact that here we are, and it is we're less than a week away from Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And I'm gonna enjoy myself, just the break and being with my family, and you know, maybe lay off social media for a bit <laughs> what's um be good to each other man everybody's fighting amongst each other and be good to each other now so yeah it's that time of year the same boat right we all want michigan to do well and succeed so 
Everybody needs to be in that happy spirit. I Look, have... we, got, we got a great gift today. We got we got to open up some presents today this this morning, and it worked worked out for Michigan. So lots to be at, thankful and happy about. Absolutely. No. All right. I. Okay. I don't know. I'm just hen buns here. There we go. All right. Merry Christmas from the Blue Brothers Sportscast, everybody. Appreciate it. Yes. Merry Christmas. It's it's a good way to kick off the uh, holiday uh, with a day like today for Michigan recruiting. I did something somewhat right because I got the music, so I'm done. I, I did my good deed. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. That, that wore you out. I, I'm going to bed. I'm like... <laughs> It's been a long month already. Okay. Yeah, I hope everybody has a great Christmas. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the calls and everything. But uh, it was a great year for us, and I appreciate it. So. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, Christmas and then the New Year right around that. So we hope that you guys have an awesome holiday, however you guys celebrate it. Uh, hope that you guys travel safe if you are traveling. And hope however you uh, do plan to celebrate the holiday that it is fun and enjoyable and that you have a good one. And we appreciate you guys listening. So, well, with, uh, with that, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue. And the thing that will make them ring is the carol that you sing right within your heart.